You're listening to Titans Time, the tailor-made podcast for all Tennessee Titans fans. Welcome back to another episode of Titans Time. I'm your host, Tanner Staggs. Joining me, as always, my co-host, Tyler Staggs. Uh, I want to let you guys know before we get into the show, you can check us out on Twitter at Titans underscore time. Check us out on Instagram, Titans Time Podcast. Our YouTube, which is also Titans Time Podcast, and our website, TitansTimePodcast.com. And guys, make sure you subscribe to the podcast, leave us that five-star rating, and leave us some comments. Let us know how we're doing and anything else that you'd like to hear. Before we get into the podcast, let's take a moment to hear from our good friend and the official sponsor of the Titans Time Podcast, Jacob Patterson. This is Jacob Patterson, official Titans Time sponsor, real estate agent for Caldwell Banker Southern Realty. If you are in the southern middle Tennessee area, whether it be Spring Hill, Columbia, or Lawrence County, call me today at 931-279-1707 for all of your real estate needs. Thanks, and let's have a great football season. Go Titans! So we got a review on Apple Podcasts, and it's from Levi. It says, hey guys, love the podcast, new listeners, something I want to pick your brain about. I'm a huge Khalif Raymond fan. Do you think if he is given the touches, he could possibly lead the team in receptions? I think so. And do you think he will take the spot of Tajay Sharp? Uh, first of all, Levi, thanks for listening. and glad you enjoyed the podcast. Thanks for leaving us a rating. Uh, for anyone else that might want to ask a question or get in touch with us, we gave you all of our social media just a minute ago. Uh, you can also leave us a rating like this. Uh, we check those out pretty often. And uh, if you leave one, ask a question, we'll probably include it in the podcast. You can also you know, send it through Twitter, Instagram, anything like that. We might answer it uh, on whatever platform you send it on or answer it on the podcast. But let's expand some on this question first. Uh, Tyler, just first of all, what are your thoughts on Khalif Raymond right now? We've seen some good things from him out of training camp so far. You know, we, or I was a little bit skeptical uh, if he could fill that fourth receiver role or if he was just strictly going to be a deep guy that would come in uh, and, and go for, you know, a 20-plus yard pass every now and then. But what do you think about Khalif Raymond right now? I think right now he looks really good. Um, granted, I hope this is not another one of those Corey Davis looking good in training camp, and then when the season starts, something happens and he just kind of falls off in production. But, yeah, he's looking really good in training camp right now. Uh, of course, you talk about his speed and those routes going down the field. We know he's going to do that, but it looks like he's also worked on his uh, footwork, his short, and – intermediate routes and he's burning some of these corners right now and getting open on these I think that I don't think that Raymond will would ever lead the Titans in receptions uh, even if he gets more playing time I still think the majority of your the majority of the targets and the majority of the receptions made is going to be by A.J. Brown and I'm going to say John O this year, probably Corey Davis. I still think he's going to have a big year this year, especially if he can stay healthy. But Adam I, Humphreys is a reception machine with those short routes. He is. So unless something were to happen and Khalif Raymond work his way up to like the number two receiver spot, I just don't think he would lead the team in receptions. But I do think we are going to see increased production from him this year. About the receptions, I mean, g given the volume, the if he is, you know, in there on 
the majority of passing downs, if he's getting the ball thrown to him a lot, you know, A.J. Brown, we only saw him with 52 receptions last season. I can't remember what Corey Davis's number was. I don't know if you know that off the top of your head. I think he was in maybe the high 40s, like 45 to 47. But, the, you know, those guys, they didn't really just get a whole lot of receptions. They just made the most of it when they did. Uh, so with Khalif Raymond, absolutely, if he's getting all, if he's getting more uh, passes thrown to him than Adam Humphreys is, then yeah, I definitely think that that's a possibility. I don't know if he can jump ahead of Adam Humphreys. Personally, I wouldn't put my money down on it, but I'm not going to say that it's not possible. You know, he could jump him on the depth chart if Humphreys doesn't improve from last season because he was a little bit of a letdown. I think that Humphreys will improve, and then we'll have a good kind of one-two punch there from him and uh, Khalif Raymond. Uh, And, of course, with the receivers that are ahead of them. Like I said earlier, about a month ago, I said that Raymond, he was only a deep threat. But I've been really surprised, you know, just about what he's done so far throughout training camp. He's looked really good. He's been getting good separation in tons of videos that I've seen. He's been able to make some quick cuts on short routes and beat, I mean, most of the corners on the team. I've seen a lot of different corners on him. And, and videos of him beating them, getting open, uh, making a good catch. I think that he's the real deal. I'm going to say that I underestimated him. He is so, so fast, and uh, that that's apparent when you watch the videos from training camp. Yeah, it is, and you know you make a lot of good points there. I just – is it possible that he could end up leading the team in receptions? You know, there's always that possibility. I mean, it's, it's kind of 50-50 for when he's out there because if he's getting a lot of targets – if he can, I mean, it really comes down to just having good hands and making sure you catch the ball. So, yes, because we've seen a lot of smaller receivers come out on other teams and make the most of it and come pretty close. If they didn't lead the team in receptions, they were pretty close to the top. I just, with all the weapons that the Titans have, I think that he's not going to be the primary target on a lot of passes where he's in there so and it really just boils down to is the team going to use Khalif Raymond just as a deep guy kind of like they did last season or do they see this value that he can provide with short routes and start mixing him in there with what Adam Humphreys is doing and allow him to develop into a different player a player that can do a lot of different things I have no doubt that that happens just because especially if you stick him on the field, a lot of teams see him as that deep threat. So when you put him out there, they may already be backing up just a little bit and allowing more underneath stuff because they don't want to get beat deep. But with everything he's been working on, I mean, he can he can become a very reliable receiver that can get open no matter if it's down the field, intermediate, or short. And, you know, he can, he can do these things. We're seeing it out of training camp. So next season or the season after, well, I mean, we might see him kind of providing an opportunity for the team to really save some cap space by getting rid of Adam Humphrey's contract because they're paying him a lot of money, a lot of money. Yeah, and that's what I was, that's the main point I was trying to get at is this year for sure I don't see him leading the team in receptions, but – Going down the line, 
We'll go down the road. We might not have Corey Davis next season. You might also see Adam Humphreys get cut. And that was the point I was going to make is even if he can move up into that wide receiver three spot, his chances get a lot better because, you know, most of the time, especially after last year, teams are really going to focus on A.J. Brown this next year. I mean, he's going to see a lot more attention. Do I think he can overcome that? Of course. He's just a beast. So, but yeah, if he moves on up the depth chart, uh, Raymond could easily find a way to lead the team in receptions. But as of right now, I don't see him doing that. Well, you know, earlier in the offseason, I was screaming for another wide receiver. I thought we had to have one. I thought we were going to be screwed if we didn't have one. And now, as you as you really start to look at it, now that we're in training camp, we're seeing what some of these guys can do. You're like, we got A.J., got Corey Davis, if he can finally start to produce, which by no means that it has he had bad seasons. Just keep blocking for Derrick Henry, man, and I'm going to be your biggest fan. Like, I'm going to give Corey Davis all the love in the world if he's putting up, you know, decent numbers and blocking for Derrick Henry. We're not going to pay him what his fifth-year option would have been, but I'd be for bringing him back on a good contract. Then you got Adam Humphreys. If he can be what he's supposed to be, you don't have to do anything crazy. Just be what you're supposed to be. Be what the Titans are paying you for. Then you have Cleef Raymond. And, you know, Rashard Davis, he got that offseason award from Mike Grable. Um, so there's a lot of good things from the Titans' weapons. You got Johnny Smith. i uh, still a huge fan of Anthony Ferkser. I plan on talking about him here in a minute. Um, and then, of course, Darrington Evans. Derek Henry can probably work himself in the past game some. There's a lot of guys that the the Titans should be ready to use as weapons. Oh yeah, for sure. We, I'm very happy with all the weapons that we are going to have going into this next year. And you know, like you said, you've been screaming for them to bring in another receiver. And I wasn't necessarily against you, but I was happy with what we had. But why? You know, why? Right. Why not? <laughs> um. Now, going into next season, which this is looking pretty far ahead, but you know, next off season, it's probably going to be a good idea to start looking around for some receivers because you don't know if you're going to get Corey Davis back and you're uncertain about how things are going to go with Adam Humphreys. So you get into yourself into a situation where you got A.J. Brown, Cleef Raymond as the number two, and then you're like, whoa, we need to do some adjusting here. Even though Cleef Raymond could probably play that number two, if he's as good as what he looks, he might be able to play that number two. We don't know yet. We're going to see a lot more from this season, and hopefully we see a lot of good things from all of the different targets. So talking about training camp going on and everything. Well, we still got one more question to answer. Uh, okay, okay. Is he going to be this year's Tajay Sharp? Is he going to take his role from last season? Kind of that fourth receiver, possession guy. I, see, I know I know you're struggling to answer. I'm going to say he's Tajay Sharp this season. He's Tajay Sharp with a twist. He's Tajay Sharp with almost Tyreek Hill-like speed. I could say that. Um, I think Humphreys is going to be our possession guy. Uh, well, and, probably, he, and he was it, last year, but Tajay Sharp had to step in when he got hurt and, and right, things and like that. I think that... Raymond can be a guy who, if we need him to, can plug in and do be that possession guy, move the chains for us. 
I, I think he can do that. So, yes, I, to answer the question, I think he can be this year's Tajay Sharp. Uh, so now moving on to training camp, uh, some, some players that we've been impressed with from camp so far. Number one, I'm going to go ahead and throw it out there, Khalif Raymond. We've been talking about him. Uh, so go ahead and put him out there. We've already said a lot of things about him. So he's getting some separation, has good route running, his hands look good, uh, appears to be in good shape, really good shape. I mean, he's fast as lightning, so that's my first guy. That was my first guy too, and again, I'm going to go back to I'm hoping this is not just a just something we see in training camp. I'm wanting it to translate to actually in-game in the regular season. You're going to throw out somebody else out there or – I have to carry the podcast. A guy that I have been impressed with is Malcolm Butler. You know he's back healthy, and I don't know. I've seen which, of course, granted, there's some with we do have good weapons, and it would be hard to to guard them. Malcolm Butler's made a lot of good plays. I've seen him get beat a couple times, and I'm like, ah, you can tell he's old right there. You know that's going to happen though when you are getting older, but at the same time, like you said, he's been making some good plays. Uh, I've seen him go up against AJ Brown a couple of times and, you know, he was, he was doing his thing. You know, he knocked the ball down. Uh, there were a couple of times where AJ struggled to get open. So, you know, to me, that impresses me with the young stud that we know AJ Brown is, and he's still hanging with him. The young stud, the stallion. Uh, was it Khalif Raymond in that video? With with Malcolm Butler covering him, and and this video gets put out on Twitter, I think, and everybody's like, "God, Malcolm Butler looks really good. Like he's keeping up with him on his. On, it was a short route. It was before training camp, like kind of probably within five yards of the end zone. You know, you remember what I'm talking about? I, I think I remember what you're talking about. I believe it was. And Malcolm, it's like, man, Malcolm Butler looks really good. Like he's staying right with him right there. So, I mean, I am impressed with Malcolm Butler, uh, and of like, course, when you when you're playing against some of the Here's the thing about about training camp and these cornerbacks getting beat. Uh, when you're in a game and you're guarding a receiver, you have a whole defense behind you. And a lot of these drills in one-on-one where you're seeing these cornerbacks uh, getting beat, it's one-on-one, and it's really hard to guard a receiver in that situation, you know, without a whole defense behind you. Yeah, so. I agree. And, you know, like I said, just from what I've been able to see, that's why he is a guy that has impressed me right now because – like you said, it's one-on-one. He doesn't have the rest of that defense behind him. And our number one receiver, he's had some really good reps against. So I I think if he can stay healthy, you know, I'm I'm pretty excited to see what he can do this year. Training camp might just have me excited, but I feel really good about our team this year. Not our team. You know, we don't own the Titans or anything, but I feel good about the Titans. I feel really good about them. Looking forward to the season. I'm just ready for it to get here. Uh, this is probably going to be like a just easy, you know, easy answer. But I'm going to say Derrick Henry. Now, here's why. Okay, I thought that it was going to be hard for him to impress me coming into training camp because you just kind of get you get almost numb to that greatness that when you see someone that is so great. You almost kind of get to like, yeah, they're great. Like LeBron James, it it's it, it's been a really he's been in the NBA for a really long time, and and you look at him and you're like, yeah, it's LeBron. He, he's done that the whole time since he's been in the NBA. So 
I can't De- completely Derrick agree Henry, with you there. Derrick Henry's success, yeah, it's kind of new, but at the same time, you're like, yeah, Derrick Henry, he's been doing that. He's been doing that since he was at Alabama. But Derrick Henry comes into training camp, and, you know, he's coming off these off-season workouts that have been just insane. And you're like, you know, I've already seen him, whatever he's doing, running up a hill with like a 1,300-pound medicine ball in the Sahara Desert. And you're like, yeah, whatever. So then he comes in. I thought that I was used to how great Derrick Henry is. He comes in. I'm not used to it. He looks like he is in the best shape of his life. It looks like this quarantine and everything that's been going on this offseason has really benefited Derrick Henry. How can you look how can you be in better shape than Derrick Henry was last year? You can. It's Derrick Henry right now in training camp. He looks really good. And man, his footwork right now is looking really good too. You know, I've watched some of those drills they have the running backs doing. And just for a guy that size, you know, a running back that size and how his footwork is looking. And I'm just gonna tell you, I don't know of anyone in the league that could uh take the ball out of his hands right now. You know that the the medicine ball drill we were looking at the other day where the running backs are sitting there, they're doing some kind of footwork thing, and then they run up, uh, the the medicine ball gets tossed to them, they have to hit it back. Yeah, I was the one that pointed this out I to know, you. I know, I know. I don't want to be the guy. I was just trying to describe the, the drill to everyone that's listening. I don't want to be the guy that's tossing the medicine ball up for Derrick Henry to hit it back to me. Don't want to be that guy. Yeah, that guy took a shot from the medicine ball, and then the next time Henry got up there, he like, called it and just basically I'm assuming a lot of people have probably seen that but we need to go on our Twitter and retweet it so that if they haven't they can go on there and look at it because you don't want to be that guy well Evans was following him up and you could tell the guy was a little bit gun shy after Henry went and basically knocked the breath out of him from hitting the medicine ball back and when Evans went to hit it back you could see him kind of flinch back and the medicine ball didn't even really make it to him completely. So, you have any other guys? Uh, who else are you impressed by so far? Uh, I'm trying to think of some other guys. I'll you go. Know, uh, Anthony Ferkser. Uh, he's been looking. You know, good. he's not going to blow you away on camera with his speed. He's not going to be like Khalif, Khalif Raymond. Excuse me. He's not going to be like Khalif Raymond, where you know there's a camera and then a little blue blur goes by. And you're like, man, Cleve Raymond's looking really good. He's like, you know, he's Adam Humphreys. He's like almost, I almost want to say that he's like kind of like Jason Witten, but he's more athletic. Um, You know, I've just impre- been impressed with him. Uh, I think he's going to be a reliable target for all season long. He's going to be Ryan Tannehill's best friend. And he's going to be there for a safe throw every time that Tannehill needs it. And, you know, I've been big on Ferkser basically since we've started this podcast he got signed back to a deal pretty much like the second week that we've been doing this podcast the second week that we had been doing this podcast and i was like yeah i mean i like this guy he he made some good plays last season and it looks like he's gonna do that again this season i think he might even have a bigger role yeah i'm excited to see him and Jono working together you know running some two tight end sets and just having both of them out there He's not a guy, you know, Jono is obviously faster than him, but, and he's not really going to burn you with his speed, but, I mean, he's got some pretty, pretty he gets sure open. hands. He gets open. He gets open, and he, 
he comes down with the ball, which yeah. is what we need. Yeah, so the the new guy, the new tight end that the Titans have signed, I don't know that I would look too far into that. I think this is just training camp competition. Uh, you've probably saw the news. I can't even remember the guy's name, honestly. But they've signed a new tight end. I can't think of it right off the top of my head, but uh, I believe I, he's... I don't think it's anything more than training camp competition and pretty much just I think he'll be gone before the season maybe. And I think he's actually known more for his blocking rather than his pass catching. He's kind of like Cole Herdman. Haven't heard a lot out of him. I don't know if they cut Cole Herdman or... I believe I did. they did. Okay. I didn't see anything. I might, I might have missed it. Uh, I didn't see anything about them cutting him, but there's they probably did. Um, another guy, DeAndre Walker. Uh, this is mostly, mostly just uh, me being excited to see him out there just actually working... Uh, you know, he was on IR all of last season. I think even though that happened, he's probably had a lot of opportunities to grow as a player mentally. And so, you know, the best way to improve is just, you know, actually doing it, making the mistakes and, and improving on it and doing the right thing the next time. Now he kind of has an idea in his head and he can go into training camp and actually put those things in motion. Uh, so Pretty excited for him to get back on track, and hopefully he's going to make a huge splash this season. He looks uh, good so far, so I'm excited to see it. How about Big Jeff and Daquan Jones? Man, you know those guys are going to be – you know what they're going to be. You know what you're getting when they come in. Yeah, but, I mean, just looking at the physical shape that they're in coming into training camp, you know, Daquan Jones has said that he's in the best shape of his life. Well, right you know, now. we've we've said it. The Titans uh, on the line, pretty much, I guess, the, the trenches, they're just physically imposing. Offensive line, Taylor Lewan's huge. Uh, when you go to right tackle, both of the guys that they have are huge. Everyone is huge on the Titans line. And then you go to the defensive line, and you have Jeffrey Simmons, huge. Daquan Jones, huge. It's, I mean, I don't want to be going against either side of the Titans line if I'm anyone in the NFL, really. So, I think we have such an all-around good team just sitting here thinking about it. Yeah, I'm excited, and, you know, we still have to deal with the whole being overlooked like always, but I just I feel like this team is going to make a splash this year. So, let's talk about the quarterback situation, Trevor Simeon. I mean – it's whatever, you know. I can see both sides of the argument. I'm, I'm glad we got a veteran quarterback to be the backup who has some NFL experience and everything. But at the same time, I'm like, could we not have found a different veteran maybe? Well, but, here's my thing, okay? I don't like people calling him a veteran. You know, like – he has experience. It's like looking pretty much – it's it, like somebody signing Johnny Manziel and you're like veteran quarterback Johnny Manziel is joining so-and-so. But he has NFL experience. He started 25 games, has 30 touchdowns and 24 interceptions. It's like he's – I mean, he's barely played – he hasn't even really played two full NFL seasons. I mean – and he's just not – I mean, yeah, he's good. There's been a lot of people saying, you know, talking about his play-action game. I went back and looked. Yeah, he is. he's good in play-action. He is. 
he he was impressive in some of the things that I saw, but he's not a good quarterback. But if need be, since the Titans are a run first team, if he is good in play action, then this could be a great system for him. I mean, keep in mind, a lot of people are not we're not sold on Ryan Tannehill. And I'm not saying Titans fans, I'm just talking about people in general. After seeing his time in Miami, he was very overlooked. But then look what he was able to do when he came in for the Titans last year. And he was in a system that just fit him really well. But the difference between Ryan Tannehill and Trevor Simeon is that, yeah, Ryan Tannehill was overlooked, but he was actually good before he came to the Titans. Right, and I'm not saying that Simeon would be the next Ryan Tannehill, but, I mean, I would prefer him over Woodside. Now, yes, in a situation where we need a win, Ryan Tannehill gets coronavirus, and the backup quarterback has to come in and play. Yeah, I guess I I would rather see Simeon come in and play just to be safe, but yeah, I, I don't know, man. It, it that that's look, a tough situation, look, look, anyways. Anytime a team loses their quarterback, you're in a tough spot. You can just say it. You're upset that Cole McDonald got released. I was. I was very excited to see Cole McDonald, and I think that okay. So here's my thing. People are like, "Oh, Cole McDonald. He was throwing interceptions in training camp. He's a freaking rookie. This is the first time he's ever got with the team." Yeah, his essentially. Off, how this off season has went did not help matters absolutely not say that he had an opportunity to play preseason games you know he's getting to work all these kinks out in you know otas and mini camp and all this different stuff and then you come into training camp then you got preseason he's able to work all of this stuff out the the issue with cole mcdonald is not that he's not capable of playing nfl quarterback because he is he's got the arm he's got the athleticism he what the problem with cole mcdonald Every single one of them are coachable. They're fixable. He has what it takes to be an NFL quarterback. It just needs to be fixed. What the things that are wrong, his throwing motion, uh, mentally he needs to become better as a quarterback. And he can do those things, but not if he's not on a team. Right. They better sign him to the practice squad. Another thing is, though, the argument of him not being able to you know, this offseason being all kind of messed up and him not being able to get work in well, before. And I understand that's the exact it, reason that they had to get rid of him. Exactly. Because you don't And that was have, a little harsh, what I said earlier. They don't have to sign him to the practice squad. I'd like to see it, though. You know, bring him, bring him on the practice squad and let him work with coaches and stuff and make, that th- make those things better. Right. And, I mean, like I said, I can see it from both sides, and I can understand why they kept Woodside as – the third quarterback instead of McDonald because he already knows the system more. Yeah. So, you know, you don't, you can help him with other aspects besides learning the system, but you know, it is what it is. Like I said, I'm, I'm not overly ecstatic about coming in. I'm not going to get tore up over a backup quarterback. Like it. Yeah. If there ever was a time to be concerned about a backup quarterback, it's this season when your quarterback could easily just get COVID and be out for two weeks. But I'm not really that tore up about it. It is what it is. If 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 any team's quarterback gets COVID, there's a good chance they're going to lose two or three games. I mean, that's just it, it's the NFL. That's the way it is. If you have players that can't play, 
because of one reason or another, suck it up and go out and play. So, I mean, it's up to the the, the coaching staff and John Robinson, essentially, who they bring in as, as a backup. And they, they do it every day. They probably know more than I do. Actually, I'm going to say that 100% they know more than I do. So, and they're there. They're seeing more of these players than just the clips that we're seeing. Right. So, and what it comes you know, down they to probably is, made the right decision. Another thing it comes down to is they worked him out, and obviously they liked what they seen. Yeah, so exactly. That that's all that and, should matter. And we need to trust in J. Rob. He brought him in for a reason. They liked what they seen, and now we do have a. Even though you don't like him being called this, we do have a veteran backup in case something were to happen to Tannehill. I would say we have a backup with some experience. If I'm Trevor Simeon... Whichever way you word it, we still have... If I'm Trevor Simeon and I'm being completely honest and I'm filling out an NFL resume or whatever you do as as a quarterback and, you know, there's a team and they're looking for veteran experience at quarterback, I'm being 100% truthful. I'm going to say... I have some experience. I have an intermediate amount of experience. Veteran experience is Andy Dalton. That's veteran experience. Veteran experience doesn't necessarily mean that you've had to have like eight, nine seasons of playing. It just means you've had some NFL experience of actually playing in an NFL game in the regular season. Regardless, I have learned just to to trust in John Robinson because nine times out of ten, he makes the right decision. He's got this team in a really good spot, and I'm excited for it. I am too. Let's get these last couple weeks out of the way. I'm ready to see them play. Getting some Titans memorabilia from a trusted site is a win, right? Why not make it a win-win by going to titanstimepodcast.com slash fanatics and shopping through our fanatics links to support the Titans Time Podcast while also getting your next favorite piece of Titans memorabilia. That is titanstimepodcast.com slash fanatics. Uh, That's all we've got for today. Once again, check us out on Twitter, titans underscore time. Check us out on Instagram, Titans Time Podcast. YouTube, also Titans Time Podcast. And check out our website, titanstimepodcast.com. Titans Time Podcast on everything, set for Twitter, Titans underscore time. And guys, again, make sure you subscribe to the podcast, leave us that five-star rating, and leave us some comments like Levi did. And, you know, we'll get be to Be like you. Levi. Strive to be Levi. We check those comments. We really and do. We'll make sure to answer any questions you have or try and cover any content that you might want to hear. If there's just something that you want to be talked about one week, just put it in there. We'll fit it in the podcast. Um, This has been Titans Time, and as always, tighten up.